spokenly. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones and many, many other places. Spokenly. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006. And currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label. Full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Spokenly. Hi guys. Okay, it's Andy N. Back in the house on Zoom again today for Spoken Label. Got a gentleman with me today and I met him at a reading in Nottingham, or not in Nottingham, on Zoom in Nottingham, run by Mary Mother Hubbard fairly recently. I've really enjoyed this young gentleman's stuff, and we booked us in ages ago, didn't we, mate? So so I've got a gentleman called Poet R.S. with me today. I'm just going to call him R, because if I have to go go and call him that, I'll get mixed up. So, R, would you like to, first of all, my friend, introduce yourself to us, obviously, Tell everybody where you're from and what started off your creativity. And we'll take it from there, mate. So thank you for having me, first of all. I really appreciate coming on the platform um, and just out here speaking my truths and let everybody know who I am. So my name is Poet RS. I'm a spoken word poet. I'm a, um, a workshop facilitator. I'm an advocate of mental health and um, of Black Lives Matter, civil rights and self-esteem, um, which is what, I portray within my spoken word poetry um, and my workshops as well. Um, I am a teacher, a father of three. Oh, are you? I, d- I didn't know. I didn't know that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, I'm a father of three. And um, I'm a speaker of truths. I'm a speaker of truths to, to help and inspire people. Oh, so God. that is a little introduction about me. Brilliant. Now, I know you're from the London area, aren't you? So... Do you want yeah, to tell South. people which part which part of London you're from, then? And were you South always from London. that part of London? I, have you always been a South? You're, were you born in South London? Then, were you? No. So do you know? Funny enough, not many people know this, right? So I was actually born in West London, hmm. um, and then my parents moved to South London when I was like barely one years old. So I never had like an affiliation with West London because. I didn't even know, like, I was a human at that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You barely... Yeah, so... Probably just come at your mummy's tummy by that point, hadn't you? So, yeah. yeah pretty, pretty much. It was pretty much darkness <laughs> for those, those times. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, get you completely with that, mate. Yeah, so I was, yeah raised, I was raised in South London, um, and it really opened my eyes and shaped me as to, like, what I want in life and what I don't want in life. Um, and I think that's is very important to have the balance of the two. So yeah, South London. Big up my South London people. I love you. <laughs> same, with, same with me, Manchester mate. I always pick up Manchester mate, right? So when it's, your, when it's your roots, mate, it is what it is, isn't it? So that's what you know, it is, right? Yeah, I've got family down towards Essex way, to honestly. So I, I do know London fairly well, to honestly. So 
not been down there okay. for obviously for a few obvious reasons for a few years now, but I'll be back down yeah. there at some point. So <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. listen, come, come. I'm waiting for those barbecues to start back up again. Oh, soon yeah. summertime's coming. oh I've got friends at the moment that are actually booked themselves in for outdoor festivals at the moment. And I'm thinking myself, nice. I don't know, I don't know if they're gonna happen this year. So <laughs> uh, I don't say that. Fingers, fingers crossed, fingers yeah. crossed. Up, fingers crossed. Know, well, let's, let's just let's I, I, I have had an invite for a barbecue myself actually in July. With someone at back door, someone's had a garden, I know. So, yeah, but let's hope, let's let's hope, don't we? So, mate, so <laughs> definitely so, that. So, yeah. now we're here today, obviously, to talk about your your creativity. Then, so where did all this come from originally? Then, um, oh, this is gonna sound so cliche, but <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> I love cliche. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so, my so my, my poetry journey is very organic, right? Um, and I can say that with pride because I never started off writing poetry. I've always loved spoken word in some form of a context. Like I used to, when I was younger, I used to listen to Def Jam poetry. Um, and then I, when I was in school, I actually hated the poetry that they put in schools. But um, I was like, I was like 13. And I thought like this was a great way to like, talk to ladies. <laughs> so, <laughs> good man. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Obviously, you know the half will appreciate hearing that, will you? <laughs> yeah. So like the younger me was like, you know, I was like, ooh, I could use some of these lyrics and I won't, I won't incriminate myself with the success rate, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from there. We'll move on from there. <laughs> I mean, you tried. That's all they're saying. They say God loves yeah. a try, don't they, right? So, yeah. Do you know what? God loves a God loves a good trier for real. So no. I always, I always had like an like a like a, a, a shallow affiliation for for poetry and like a, a a subtle affiliation for spoken word, but it wasn't until. I was in my late twenties. It wasn't until like 2019 where I I went through um I went through a breakup. Went through a breakup, and it was um. But even prior to the breakup, like I was dealing with a lot of emotions. I was dealing with a lot of uh, mental health that was suppressed for a long time um, due to lack of understanding, lack of knowledge. I'd even say pride had got in the way as well. Um, which is why I'm a massive advocate because I've changed so much now. I understand the other side, and I understand both the sides. So because of because of uh, my mental health, because of my breakup, um, I had a lot of trauma, and I decided to to write. I went through therapy, you know, and I decided to write to heal. So I actually wasn't writing poetry at all. I was just writing to heal myself. Yeah, and yeah, it organically yeah. manifested into poetry, like it it started off with just like pages and pages of writing to stanzas to wordplay to concepts to construction. And it's just been building and building, building ever since. And like I said, I only started in November, 2019. So I didn't realize you were that recent actually that because anyone's heard your stuff is really advanced writing. And now I'm not going to start with bad mouth. Anyone's just starting to write, you know what I mean? But when I heard you over at Nottingham night, I thought it was like, wow. You really, I thought you really had something there. And I thought, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed the journey that I'm going on. Do you know, like the workshops came about this year. 
Um, so again, that's that's something new. Oh, I know, everything's new, really. But like, that's like <laughs> new, that's like new, new, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like you're like a kid in an even newer candy shop at the moment, aren't you? Ah, oh, <laughs> believe me, just opened up. <laughs> and like it's yeah, so it, it meant so my work, my my writing for healing manifested into poetry, and then the first lockdown gave me a blessing I didn't understand at the time. It's only it's only sort of going through the lockdown I understood the blessing it gave me, which is it gave me time to work on my poetry, to work on myself, to understand what I'm doing with these words. And then that helped me to progress in terms of how I write, why I write. Because I only used to, I only used to be able to write poetry if I was outside in a certain location. Oh, did you? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that was the only way I could write poetry. That's unusual. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was something about that location because I used to go there just to think. Um, it was actually in Trafalgar Square. It's the, the, the fountains in Trafalgar Square. Oh, I, I, love, I, love, I love it around there. Yeah, I've been there a few times. It's amazing. Cause it's 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 like a it's like a nice it's like a nice flow of like hustle and bustle of people. Then you've got like the water from the fountains, and you've got the cars moving, and you know, like on a nice blue sky, like it's just such an open area and scene like scenic wise, it looks really cool. And that really like that setting, that environment allowed me to write the freedom. How did you find this right. setting? Was it by chance and was it or um, I mean, I always used to go to the art galleries there. Mm, ah, right, to, yeah, yeah. Me and my friends used to just chill on the steps and just like eat food. You know, like you know, whilst visiting like art galleries, just chill on the steps and eat food. And um, yeah, so it, it it that's it's it's always been there, like as a setting. It's always it's always been a place like I've gone to um, for different reasons. I just chose this reason because it just helped me in terms of like calming me down. It helped me in terms of freeing my mind to write. But what the first lockdown did is it, it, it had, it made me change because I couldn't go there anymore. So I had to, I had to find a new way of trying to inspire myself. And I had to find a new way of, of tapping into these feelings and emotions in order to write. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to write anything. And that small part of my journey p- turned out to be a massive, massive like influence in how I write now. And I'm like, it's going to sound, it's going to sound really weird, but I'm actually thankful for the first lockdown for, for it doing that. Like I understand everything externally of what happened is, is terrible. And I'm not trying to, you know, belittle that. I'm just saying that the f- I have to be thankful because if I was still working and if you know, if I was still working, if you know, we wasn't in lockdown, I wouldn't have had the time to do that. And I wouldn't yes. have had the time to progress me in the space and time that I'm progressing. Yeah, okay, completely. I went for something similar myself, really, because I know quite a few creative people from all over the country. That as soon as they went into lockdown, it either forced them to change the way they were looking at the creativity, or in some yeah. cases, complete stop. I used that opportunity to try and learn how to do different bits of things I hadn't done before and try and do other projects and stuff. So, yeah, get complete. It's, it's mm-hmm. been a blessing in some ways, I think, done to lockdown. Horrible in, in a few ways, but a blessing in a few, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> brilliant. Now, I'm obviously, I want to talk to you today about them because I know you're telling a little bit before, weren't you, about your motivational speaking 
because I know you haven't done it for a while, and obviously you were telling me before it's coming back. Well, tell us a bit about the background of that then, where the, where this came from. Um, it actually stemmed from my poetry. Like a lot of people were commenting saying mm. how they really like my poetry, and that they um they understand it, they found healing from it, and in some capacity, I've always been that friend in the circle that people go to for advice, for nurture, you know, for for help, or just just an ear to listen to, a shoulder to cry on. So yeah, I've always can, been I can that see person. I can see that I see that straight away in your camera as well straight away. <laughs> you know, you can tell you, you can get what are you one of these sort of people who believes in auras? If you know what I mean, my auras. You can, yeah, you can feel it. You can feel it immediately after you coming off your mate. You come. I, I can read. I can read people's auras. Like I can. I can. Like I can stand in a room full of people, and I know exactly who's cool, who I can vibe with, who I can gel with, who I need to stay away from. Like I could just tell whether I do it or not is a different is a different story altogether. <laughs> whether yeah, I listen, that's a different ball game. Well, I fell for that. <laughs> yeah. I've fell for that trick before now. So yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean, mate. Well, like, I, I pay I pay attention to my own readings now because I never used to before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 that person. So I've always had that. So then, like, I, I decided, you know, that my poetry was healing people in such a manner that I wanted to, I wanted to carry that on in, in, in different formats. So I decided to just do these motivational videos um, and just talk about certain subjects, certain topics and try to tap into them and help people to understand that, you know what, you don't need to think like that. You don't need to be like that. Don't society tells you to do one thing, but that doesn't necessarily make it right. You know, being like a necessity and what's right aren't always the same thing. So I, I really sort of tapped into that. And I took a moment out of um, Instagram and social media. I just wanted to compose myself and center myself again. Um, but I will be doing more motivational speeches um, either once a week or once every two weeks. I'll be putting them on my, my Instagram at poet underscore RS. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, it's important. It's really important to... to to keep in high spirits, to understand yourself. You don't always have to be happy all of the time, but you do have to understand the emotions you're in within that time. So that's um, what I, I focus on with the motivational speeches. Yeah, I think you have to, because we're in that time at the moment. It's going to be some time, obviously, before we come out of any kind of lockdown. And whether we go back to the way we were, is another, that's another debate. But I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure it, it's changed everybody. I think it has. But in your case, mm -hmm. I did motivational speech. I think a key thing is true, told you. Like it's trying to make people realise what comes within. Yeah. No excellent stuff, mate. So a hundred percent. And I think like also people now, especially now more than ever, are trying to seek an outlet. Whereas before many people were okay with not handling their emotions and, and blaming if you will on the fact that they're always busy you know or keeping themselves busy so they don't have to tackle those emotions but with lockdown with covid with you know um uncertainty of what's going to happen in the future all of these things have been bubbling up like at a very rapid rate and people are now understanding that you know i'm i'm not okay and i need an outlet but what i will say is that it's okay to not be okay the fact that you understand that is the first step towards healing and that's something that i had to find within myself before i even started writing 
Um, so yeah, you'll definitely catch more motivational speeches from me for sure. Check it out, mate, definitely. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. Now, I've got a couple of things I want to ask you about today, Rowan, as well. And I know obviously you were telling me before as well. So you can see, this is what this is expertly planned research is probably done on the call <laughs> on the off today. <laughs> Where's me for that? <laughs> you're, doing well, that? you're doing well, you're doing well, right. you're doing well. <laughs> uh, okay, workshops. Now, I know obviously I don't want to go into your day job too much because that's is what it is, same with me, really. But yeah. I know you do do workshop facilitating, don't you? You say that's yeah. you're doing that every Friday at the moment. Tell people a bit yeah. about that then. So it's called Open Mind. Um, and it's for writing and healing. So it, it 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 doesn't have you don't have to be a writer to to join. You just have to be a person to join. Really, like any anyone is welcome. And what we look at is we look at writing for healing, which ironically I've just said is like how I started my own journey. Um, so we, we look at poetry because I'm a spoken word poet, I write poetry. We look at different types of poetry. You know, we look at what your truths are as a person. Like, what are your truths? What are your goals? What makes you, you? Um, and then with that being said, we really sort of like, we dive into that. You know, we dive into that. We allow you to dive into those truths, to understand your emotions, how you're going to get to those goals, why you need to get to those goals, because it's not so much the goal, it's, it's not so much the goal as an individual, it's the journey as well. You know, because we focus on the end, on the end game so much, but we forget about the journey. Um, so we look into that, we write so much. We we write, we write, we write. Um, we perform a little mini open mic at the end as well, which is really nice. People get to just release their what they've written during the workshop or if they've come with something new, it's like, oh, I want you to hear this. They, you know, um, and, but ultimately it's a, it's a very safe space and it's a space that people are really drawn and gravitated towards because they understand that they're there for healing. They understand that there's no judgment whatsoever. Um, and that it's just a safe space for them to try to get to know who they are as a person to write with freedom and to really heal themselves because everybody needs that kickstart, you know, once in a while. So really yeah, open, open mind workshops and they're all, um, the, the open mind workshops, they're um, published or sorry, publicized, sorry, on um, Instagram. Um, so you can definitely, definitely check them out. And yeah, they're there every Friday. Cool. Now, have you found that over this workshop, over the time it's been going, has it changed much in the way you develop the workshops and the way it focuses? No, not at all. I, I feel, I feel like it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Shrek because. There's layers. Like he goes, like I'm like an onion. There's layers. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. This is like the only way I can describe it. It's like, you know, I'm a poet. Like I'm talking about Shrek. Like what's going on? <laughs> I like um, it, man. It's like Shrek. Like there's layers. And I find that like, I find that with, within myself, the more I understand myself, the more I, I, I start to look at myself and who I am as a person and how I'm influencing people and how I want to influence people. I'm finding that there are so many different avenues that I may have looked at from afar and didn't really understand. 
but now I'm understanding them and I'm making conscious decisions as to what I want to do. So I want to be a workshop facilitator. I want to do motivational speeches. I want to be a spoken word poet. You know, I want to be the best father I can be for my children. And I, I'm being selective about what I want and what I want to add to my layers. Because at the end of the day, I'm not really that person that wants to be a master of all, like a, sorry, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. You know, I want to I wanna master a few trades and have it as my arsenal, as, as my person, as my being, um, and heal and help and inspire people through those specific channels. Really? So it hasn't changed me. It's just helped me grow quite yeah, a lot. I get the feeling of what you're saying here. Everything for you has come like as a natural progression. That's respect yeah. for that way. I think it's come. I'm always believing in creativity when you really get into it opportunities open up natural as a natural progression and it leads you in different yeah. directions and that's what's clearly happened to you there and it's everything's 100%. come out at the right time it's brilliant now there's a couple of things I want to conclude with today here as well now I'd listened to this before and I really enjoyed this your improvised session you did last year with Echoes and Edges <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. see, there's nothing you don't know I can if it's on the, on the internet I'll try I'll find it out my you're like, investigation. you're like a police you're like a police chief this is like <laughs> this, this is <laughs> this is like investigating like the biggie murder or the tupac murder like you <laughs> you're really diving in i like it i really like it <laughs> i've really enjoyed it and to be honest i'm good actually going to apply to them i thought i'd love to have a go doing something like that so they're amazing <sighs> honest to god they're it amazing. sounds it, it how was that experience for you doing something like that because i've fronted bands over the years I've never done front of the band live on the net like that. I thought it just sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's so I mean, I've I've collabed with them three times actually. You really? Oh wow, I found the one. I have to look at the other ones then. Yeah, I've collabed with them. Yeah, I think about that. Yeah, I've collabed with them three times. The first time it was a bit strange because I this may have been my naivety. I was like, how? I don't know these, like, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't know these people. And they're just like, yeah, send a video. I'm like, okay, I'll send a video. And then you can watch it live on uh, on YouTube or you can catch like, the replay or whatever. And I was I was really impressed with the way that they just mixed their, their musical talents with my poetry. Like, they, you know, especially like the, especially at like the first time, like, they didn't know me from Adam. You know, but they listened to my words and they 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 really felt the poetry. And then they, from there, I guess it was. I, I mean, I don't know the process per se, but I'm I'm guessing from there they they kind of instinctively chose what uh, instruments they wanted and what would go where and this that, and the other. And I was so impressed the first time I had to come again. So I I, I did a second time, and I, I I the second piece that I gave them was really insp- uh, like emotional. It was called Dreams Versus Realities, and it was a, a conversation with Martin Luther King. Um, and again, like, I was really impressed with what they did. I went back for a third time. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Listen, yeah. you have to, if you enjoy my philosophy, if you enjoy something, you keep going back to it, mate. So can't blame you there, mate. And who and knows, you may, like, you may crop up for the fourth time yet in the future, who knows? Never know, never know. And just, like, they're really they're really friendly, they're really inviting. Like they're, they're just really, really good people. Like They're just really good people and they're so talented in what they do. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's very, what I like is that it's different. It's not just going on to a live and just performing. Like it's like what they're doing is very different. And that excited me the most. So that's originally why I decided to, to apply. But now I sort of know them as humans, as, as, as people, as creatives. And I just think it's, it's such a brilliant platform to, to, to be a part of. No, definitely. I'm going to apply for myself. So it sounds good. Now, is there, have you got anything plans for the future and coming up then? So obviously, I know you get back to your motivational speaking soon, aren't you? So, do you have any ideas what you want to do after if lockdown gets lifted then in the summer? Um, I've got quite a lot of ideas actually. Good. Um, a few, a few of them, a few of them are are in are just in the they're pending, they're buffering because I need lockdown to to lift. Um, so a few of them are, are pending at the moment, but obviously I've got the the, the workshops are going to be ongoing. Um, the motivational speeches. I'm I'm never going to stop writing poetry anyway. I'm going to be performing. I've actually got a few performances um, lined up, um, which is quite cool. So that's that's going to be coming. And again, like I promote all my work on Instagram at poet underscore rs. So you can definitely find in like any any shows or lives that I'm doing. You know, it's, it's, it's all on there. Um, and I'm also, I've, I've really fallen in love with creating work around my poetry. So, for example, I'm in the process of um, completing my storyboard for a film that I want to do for one of my poems. Oh, wow. so I want to turn one of my poems into a short film. Go for it. I've got Go another on. poem at the moment, which I'm converting I'm converting, sorry, into a comic book. Oh, um, yeah. This one's Ooh. this, this one's a, uh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, I've got someone to do do the, the artwork for it, so that'll be kind of cool. Is that so? Uh, is that something you've always been interested in doing, like graphical novels, that sort of thing, comics? Have you? Yeah, I really like stuff like that. Like as as a child, I used to um, I used to like draw, and I would I created like my first comic book when I was like seven or something like that oh good man um, yeah so i've always kind of i've always been into that um i'm also writing a book at the moment a mental health um book at the moment which is a mixture of of uh poetry and um special accounts and other mediums in there as well so it's 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 uh, it's uh, like a multifunctional book slash journal um, I was going to ask you about that because I was wondering the way you, you sound like you have everything mapped out in your head. What's a novel going to go? Yeah. Not a poetry collection, a novel. Yeah, that sort of can, yeah. so it's not like, a, I, I didn't want to write a poetry collection yet um, purely because I don't feel within my journey that a poetry collection would be right for me to do. Um I mean, I, it's not that I can't do it. I just don't feel at this moment in time it's right for me to do. I feel like there is more that I want to explore and there's more that I want to really tap into before I write a poetry collection of my work. Um, so with this with this book that I'm writing, it's uh, it's a book, but it's also a journey. It's a journey of understanding. It's a journey of healing because it's not just talking about mental health from like a, a doctor's point of view or a science or like a scientist's point of view. Like I'm not a doctor or a scientist. So I would feel shame to talk about it in that sense, not knowing what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it in a sense of 
the human emotion, the human perspective. So it's, you know, and it's, it's inviting for you to also add your elements of your journey into the book itself. So you become a part of that book and the book becomes a part of your journey. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to say too much. Don't give it more. You know, don't we don't give it, and all that. You don't want to <laughs> give it away if you've got the book finished and published, mate. So we will definitely exactly. get you on air again when that's done, mate. I want to hear about that book definitely. So. Oh, I, you know what? Yeah. When it's finished, I when it's finished, I'm going to promote the hell out of it. As you should. <laughs> as you should. Now, that's pretty well covered all the topics I'll ask you today, mate. So let's just do a quick clarification. Oh, I like that word. <laughs> now, I know <laughs> I know you're on Instagram already, so I can see it. Poet, backside, dash at the bottom, RS. And yeah, you're poet underscore yeah, RS. Underscore, that's it. I know you've got, there's a, I think this is you anyway, Poet RS on YouTube. Yeah, Poet RS on YouTube as well. Yeah. I, I, um, I, love, I love the gangster pose in your video there. You do your apology oh, of the 90s. <laughs> do you know what, right? He caught the worst shot you could do. But at the same time, it was so natural, which is what I love. You know, it was like, it was, he even said he was like, ah, oh, you just can't take the boy out of South London, can you? And I was going to leave it out. <laughs> leave me out, please. Um, but yeah, I'm going to. I've got one video on there at the moment. It's it's a very it's very new. Like it's I, I think it's only like a month old. Yeah. Um, the YouTube channel, so it's it's very new. So I'm gonna be I've, I'm gonna be uploading um another another um video, which is actually shot by the same person and um, uh, Chris Studios. It's actually shot by him. So really? I'm gonna be uploading that. Um, this month so definitely watch out for that one I'm not Good even going to say the name of the poem just no, watch out I've subscribed to it so I'll be, I'll be watching you young man definitely right oh, keeping an eye on you make sure you're not misbehaving <laughs> now <laughs> I know you've got a Twitter page as well but I don't think you really use that do you so the Twitter page that I had is a very old Twitter page when like Twitter just came out yeah. I don't really use Twitter because I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I'm not ready for Twitter. You know, I'm not ready for for everybody that's on Twitter. And yeah. I need I need to learn um <laughs> I need to learn how to use it first of all. Oh, it's confusing. Like, it's confusing. <laughs> but I just I just feel like I, I I don't feel like I'm in my stage of my journey where I need to use Twitter yet. Like when when I when I get to that stage, I'll I'll create like a Twitter account for my my poetry. But the account that I have for that was for like when I was uh, doing my artwork. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't used it for I find like maybe like ten years or something like that. Right, not all that then, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but anyway, that's brilliant. That's to a really good chat today, mate. So I know you could do a few pieces for her in the second half. So it's been a pleasure yeah. tonight, mate. Been fantastic. I've really enjoyed this today. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Right. Let's go into part two then. See you in a minute, guys. Spoken oh, later. Hi, guys. Andy, still it with R. I like calling him R. You definitely called this in a, in a podcast interview before, definitely. So over <laughs> to you, buddy. Let's hear your poetry. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> thank you. So I'm, I'm going to do, um, do three poems. Um, and I'm going to they're going to be a range of different emotions within the poem. So the first piece I'm going to do is called Custody. Don't go. I can feel them taking you away from me. 
Slipping through my fingertips, my grip is no longer mountain climberous. I'm climbing Everest with no harness because they don't see it as effort. They just see that as I cannot provide safety. Like you haven't lived with me all my life. Don't you dare take him away from me. This world is crumbling piece by piece, which has left me in pieces. Now I got to piece the pieces together and that grip seems more like a slip trip fool like April, but I'm not April fool. Please don't go. With every step I take you, make it seem like I'm getting closer to the ground. I call it ground. You call it a grave. Whilst you strip the child away from me, you're stripping a part of me that longs for nurture, a part of me that lives in nature, a part of me that personifies innocence. It's surreal how the child is so real. Social services are making me antisocial to the services because they can see I'm trying to do right by myself. I'm trying to do right with myself. All my childish wrongs have manifested into my civil rights. So I know I'm right when they left me with you. Well, they tried to. My child is my antidote. But now you want to roll out a different vaccine. So when I get poisoned by life, I don't even know if I have the antibody in this body because my body is so anti. And you want to take this body away from me. You remember the line, the witch in the wardrobe? I always wanted that wardrobe. Until I realized they were looking for skeletons in my closet. Distraction tactics, trying to give a dog a bone, playing operation, and they're going straight for the soul. Don't go. Please stay with me. We can't get by the next stage by just getting by. I know they really I know they realized that when they told you to say bye-bye and your silence was the sound of peace. They hear peace like gorilla glue stick with me too. Because I don't want to lose you to a society that you have outgrown. Pulled up the pull-ups, your big boy pants aren't just a phrase. I said don't go. It's ludicrous that I grew up to screw up. I didn't understand life after mum died. You decided to give me life that day, and the life you breathed into me was pure. We moved past the past to make history in the present. Played poker with all your Pokemon cards to make sure we poked each other along. Bad man acted like Batman. They tried to play me for Joker. I knew we were kings even though I was five seasons late to watch Game of Thrones and the royalty of you, child, is God sent, not God free. Please stay with me. I told my child to be free. But that doesn't mean your freedom is free away from me. I could still be like you. You could still be like me. I may be a man, but I'm not an adult. I threw away that hashtag when I saw societal pressures of hashtag reality, keeping my freedom behind bars so it would forever feel that my face was next to a hashtag. My child is mine. And every time I say I don't go, it's a reminder to myself of who I need to hold on to. Don't go. Don't ever, ever go. My child, my protection. My protection will cover every inch of your body and soul. The hood of adulthood will not darken your sight any longer. You will be seen, heard, and valued, free. To live in a world where my eyes see you as more than just a child, free. To live in a world where my heart will pump for the both of us, free. To live in a world that may not accept you for who you are because they are afraid of what you will become. Society will never agree with our agreement. Hence why they will always try to take you away from me. For their best interest is to make interest off of you and have custody look like a sentence you wouldn't want to write a poem to. My child will not go. My inner child will not go. That's right. I was talking to my inner child. I was never referring to a physical manifestation. I was talking about the child in you that gets lost in a system where you're seeking a better adult life. But the child in you is becoming more of an asylum seeker. So you're seeking and they're seeking whenever we reach the end of the road together. 
Your inner child can provide more services to your social being than any social services being. You just have to look within. Because I can guarantee there is an inner child in you screaming the same words I've said all along. Don't go. Thank you very much. Tremendous, mate. Absolutely. I felt every word of that then. So the pure emotion in that, mate. It's, I, don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's a case of what you said. It's also what the case you didn't say as well. That's really hit me hit me well then. So you told the story there basically, and you didn't tell us yeah, all. That you, it's like a jigsaw, emotional jigsaw, really. And you didn't tell us everything, but you told us enough to make just work out the rest for ourselves. Oh, course, thank you. Great stuff, mate. Okay, yeah. and do you want to go straight for number two then? <laughs> yeah. So the piece I'm going to do um, just have to give a slight trigger warning. So it's about mental health. It discusses mental health, um, but it also shows you and it gives you an understanding of mental health um, and how we need to speak it towards our children to get them to understand, you know, what mental health means, how they can help themselves, how they can heal themselves and how we can heal each other. So it's done in, in, the, in the masked innocence of Winnie the Pooh, a very childlike and lovable character. So this piece is called 100 Acres in My Mind. Deep in the hundred acre woods where Christopher Robin plays, the awareness of mental health is present in Christopher's childhood days. So what does mental health mean to you? Are we crazy because you couldn't latch onto our craze? Generalized as a stereotype from lack of understanding and you call us crazy? To call someone crazy would signify ignorance because you don't understand that person's dilemma. However, once you understood the dilemma of that person, would that mean you are now crazy? Andy, I'll let the honeycomb drip in a jar for a while. Anyone can have disorders. That doesn't mean they're in a disorder. I've known calmness and calamity, chaos and stillness. I've traveled a hundred acres in my mind and that was just my baby steps. I've learned to weigh throw, I've learned to throw away negative comments like a woodchuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. However, I'm still battling your sounds of deforestation. And you would rather see my Winnie the Pooh as fecal matter, but the things that make me different are the things that make me, me. Mental health travels deeper than a hundred acre woods. The aches would alone be able to shape the woods. How would you know? How would you cope? If mental health wasn't just stuck in your mental, but transcended into life's caricature and each character of life is a sound bite. So bite the sound and light the flame and don't forget my honey, honey. Like a wise old owl said, if the string breaks, then we try another piece of string. But what if I only had one string left and I need to hold on to it so I string my collective stability together like I'm trying to string words within these sentences? My dyslexia can't call on Alexa or chat to Siri because my short-term memory loss means at times my memory's lost. But when society looks at you as a wise old owl, they expect for you to know more than an elephant. Don't think that the difficulty in interpreting words makes you less of an intellectual. Dyslexia doesn't equal loss of intelligence. And sometimes there's more education in the words silence than you could ever speak on. Those that speak with ignorant words are only passing on ignorant minds. So we need to bounce on them like Tigger and bring Tony the Tiger as reinforcement to keep their word frosties they need to cool off. And don't wave bye-bye at his coldness because he is bipolar. His mood swings like a child in a playground. But can you blame his rapid nurture and nature when the youthful minds on mental health isn't moving fast enough? So when Tigger sings, I'm the only one with a solitary smile. Did it ever occur to you that even with his friends, he still feels like he's alone? 
And his ADHD could be a cry for attention, but you would rather focus on a disorder and claim he is disorderly in a world where he can't keep still because he hasn't found a place to sit in stillness. What does mental health mean to you again? You pick apart the piglet and intrude into his intrusive thoughts, then blame him for being worried. Burglary of the mind is a crime. And now he must avoid situations through nervousness, so he stutters his words because he's afraid of giving you the full picture. Applying tenses to his tension. Missing out on the fact that even the smallest of friends can be enormously helpful. Because a little consideration, a little thought for others, that makes all the difference. So I will ask you again, what does mental health mean to you? Pay attention to the signs, because sometimes the reality doesn't match up to the internal. And you feel like Eeyore is giving you the donkey punch because it feels like people don't pay any attention. No one ever does. It's that type of lonesomeness that can lead to low thoughts and low spirits. Where you think you're pathetic, the epitome of sorrow. What makes you think anything's the matter? Hold up. Why should he be sad? It's questions like that which make me angry, not sad, because you throw a stick in the mud and your stigma mugs all sense of mental health credibility and you claim he's the jackass? I am not lost for I know where I am. But however, where I am may be lost. Yet I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. Mental awareness has never been more aware than the now. Have you ever been locked down or locked up in your mind? In London, we call that tier five. Hearing screams as lullabies. Therefore, your only response is to scream back. Chubby little cubby, all stuff with fluff sounds good to the ear of the limerick rhymer. But that fluff is not allowing him to move through his mind with enchanted freedom. It's more like a pillowcase to pillowcase the notion that Christopher Robin was a way towards healing. Is your understanding of our abilities limited? I know my ability is limitless. And if I have to order my disorders, I won't play with them like Christopher Robin. I'm more like build a bear when I build this bear up and rise out the mud of your stigma. And I will never, ever, ever have to say, oh, bother. Because I'm aware of my mental health. Question is, how aware are you? Thank you very much. Oh, tremendous, mate. Again, tremendous. I love the way you finish up with a question then. You've took people in your full emotional journey there. And you've left them thinking about the end. Excellent, mate. Really great Thank stuff, mate. You. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Um, last one now, then, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so the last one's gonna the last one is gonna be an uplifting one. I was just gonna, gonna ask you, I used to say but build people up. Now I'm gonna get the big finale now, the uplifting finale. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, mate. The, you read my the mind grand, there, mate. <laughs> yeah, man, the, the 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 grand finale before the curtain call. <laughs> really? So, um, this piece I've got is called Godlike, um, and it's it's build, it's all about self-esteem and knowing the value of who you are as a person. So this piece is called Godlike. I may look homo sapien, but what I say to them is, we are all gods. This isn't a Kanye moment. I'm just saying, if you sever the ties of your insecurities, realize you're not frailties because you failed these Facebook tests that determine what type of human you are. You are a god and a goddess amongst men. You walk along the earth. However, your vision is so high in the sky. I'm not weed smoking when I say you're a visionary. So if Jim can carry the god role on a movie screen, why can't you believe that you could be that in real life? Or am I speaking Greek to you? Everyone here should be classified as king of the gods. 
That just means your king of yourself played a Zeus role. Attack the titan within to make sure your self-esteem has tightened within. You do not need to throw thunderbolts at humans that throw in toys at the pram. I, Hera, announce you married to yourself. That just means love yourself. Forget the rings of materialistic things that brings about a sense of clarification to the world. I would rather swim in the depths of my mind from backstroke to breaststroke and sit next to Poseidon whilst I tell him all my woes. Let him calm the oceans of my inner self so I can see that my inner self is something that I should be cherishing. We're all like the sea. We've only discovered a percentage of our self, yet we trash ourselves even though we know that we're 70% water. It's clear to me there's an internal struggle. Let the thoughts airies on paper to find out why the ink makes you look like Athena. Depression doesn't need to be your only emotion. War brings death. So warring with yourself eventually means that someone has to die. I would rather this Afro deity seek out the love and self-esteem. Without self, how can I esteem to be anything other than mortal? I don't Apollo jazz because I had to bring sunshine to show you that turning up the heat can never scorch the skin I am in. I have mellowed into my melanin that I could K, K, K. Tell them that God is black and have them crawling back to the underworld where they came from. I'm not even on top of the mountain when I scream, hey, these guys can never attack my soul. I'm bringing nemesis like Inferno to everyone that thought they could play me for Icarus. How can I be burnt by the sun when I have one daughter and two sons who I keep at my center? I'm starting to believe in clarity. I owed in it to myself. Thaw out my human nature and be left in the midst of a man, immortal, to show you my power. Verbally put you in a Medusa-type trance, forked tongue isn't evil. I'm a Gemini. My star sign and my tongue is split in two, so when you see me in 3D, you can say he is the one. I've taken all my self-doubt and placed it into Pandora's box. I'm walking like a god, and I will never have a tendency to act Achilles. I know that each step I take has me saddling a Trojan. I'm walking like a god with humble steps, trying to reevaluate my evaluation. Don't ever associate me as anything less than what I see, man. We're not demigods. That is a downgrade to greatness you can acquire, you should desire. It doesn't matter if you're from Mars or Venus. Men and women or any sort of binary don't come into the same context of your inner self. You're a god, a creator of your own destiny, a fortune through choices. Make the right ones. Make the wrong ones. Just learn from it. Until each step you take up the mountain has you see in peaks of clear skies, you're an Olympian. Don't worry about the time it takes to understand your worth. I told you already, you're a god. God works outside the realms of time, so take your time. You will be quick to diminish the conspiracy myth that you're living on borrowed time. Remember, you're a god. I've only been repeating it because repetition is the father of learning. Once you learn how to respect yourself and love yourself and see yourself as wealth, then it will become apparent that gods and goddesses walk amongst the earth as well. Thank you, that's me. Tremendous. Yeah, great way of finishing off that road. So I, know, I, I nearly outed you then. Ah, right. That might be getting edited that bit there. <laughs> no, <laughs> serious mate tremendous stuff great way for the show the session off. thank you no thank you it's so much I feel like we should all look within ourselves and love ourselves a bit more you know like I'm not even coming on like a religious tip when I say we're all gods I just mean that in the sense of like we should never downgrade our value we should always 
heighten our or try to heighten our value because at the end of the day if you can't love yourself then how are you how is someone supposed to love you exactly. if you don't see if you don't see yourself as as beautiful how is how are people supposed to tell you're beautiful if you don't see yourself as someone that is great someone that is caring and healing how are you supposed to have these things and have these things put onto you so yeah no, you have to love has to come within for you could love other people could love you definitely mate definitely Thanks. mate so it's been a pleasure today R. so hang around mate Tom. Can you make sure you call your r now i put my foot in my mouth again and call you something i shouldn't call you <laughs> <laughs> been great fun today mate i've learned some of it and i've had a good laugh as well so well 100%. thank you again mate it's been amazing thank mate. you so much Take care. Thank you. Same, mate. Take care, guys and girls. See you all soon. Spoken, mate.